Before we invite uh, Eli up, we have one more good friend of ours who used to be a part of us, but now is serving in Dallas, Texas. Can we have our friend, Brother Reverend Architect Josh Brown come up, give us a word. Y'all are way too kind to me. Uh, oh, gosh. Hey, yo, man, they put all your information out there. Hey, I'm home, and I, and I love it. I love it. I sat here for five years, graduated, and last year, 2022, has been nine months since moving to Dallas. But here's what I wanted to share. This is what I wanted to stir hearts about, okay? I, I just feel like it's, it's no coincidence I had this thing tabbed up about a month and a half, two months ago, and I'm literally, I've just been sitting on it, and stuff that Paul York was saying earlier, I was like, come on, Lord, and so I'll tell you this, there is always a place for your feet to go and to be ministers of the gospel, okay, and so Dallas was not on my radar, if anyone knows me close, you know, I don't like Dallas, now I love Dallas, but I grew up in Fort Worth, so I didn't like Dallas, okay, but God has some other dreams on my life. And if you ask me, literally, we might be at a year now where I prayed a prayer. God, where do you want me to go? And God stirred my heart for Dallas, Texas, a place with 1.4 million people, literally representing all corners of the earth here in one city. And God sent us there, sent me and some other people there. And here's what I want to read for you out of A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God. The layman need never think of his humbler task as being inferior to that of his minister. Let every man abide in the calling wherein he is called, and his work will be as sacred as the work of the ministry. It is not what a man does that determines whether his work is sacred or secular. It is why he does it. The motive is everything. Let a man sanctify the Lord in his heart, and he can thereafter do no common act. All he does is good and acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for such a man living itself will be a sacrament and the whole world a sanctuary. His entire life will be a priestly administration. Here's what I want to share. If you told me I was going to go to Dallas and I was going to be able to have the opportunity to lead a brand new young adult ministry, I would have told you you were crazy. I would have told you you were like I, far off on what God had planned and store for my life, yet we're here, okay? And uh, it's incredible. It's truly incredible. And I wanted to share just a couple stories for what's going on in Dallas, Okay. I have two guys in particular I'm going to share a story about in my small group, one named Eric Silva. Now, I feel like Timothy in the sense that I am 24 years old. Eric just turned 33, okay? He's in my small group. That's very intimidating. He's from the hood of Chicago. He's a big Hispanic man who played D2 college football, thick handlebar mustache, and he's not scared of anything. I can tell you that. It's literally James and John calling down fire on people. That is Eric Silva. I will tell you that. The most intense man I've ever had in small group. But here's what I wanted to share. He's almost a year old in his faith. He gave his life to Jesus Easter Sunday of last year. Okay? And I asked him if I could share this. Okay? So Eric, since he's in small group, we were in Ryan DeBose's small group together and uh, came into mine. And what's crazy is he asked this question literally a couple months ago. He said, man, do I have to be like basically a five-year-old Christian to hear from the Lord. I told him no. I said, bro, you just got to listen. I said, you just got to listen. 
true story, two days later, I'm at a middle school basketball game for Stratton DeBose, GCA, Garland Christian Academy. I don't know how to act. I'm, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going to let y'all know that. I don't know how to act at the Christian school. But uh, I go off for basketball, and uh, I get a text from Eric. Josh, I heard. I heard. Now, Eric, I told you he's the most intense man. He gets, uses some other language when he's really, you know, he's really pumped up. And I saw that. I said, I said, Ryan, look. He said he heard from the Lord. And, and literally just praying and seeing people like that who had a gun pointed to his head at the age of 12, who probably was smoking for as long as he could remember. True story. He said he never cried for 32 years of his life. His grandmother died, didn't care. He was so callous, so hard-hearted. When he gave his life to Jesus, he cried for eight days straight, making up for 32 years of never crying. That's Eric Silva in my small group. Had I never gone to Dallas, I would have never met Eric. I would have never met him at all, right? Another guy named Logan Burke, who went here to Texas A&M, sat right across from each other for two years in the Masters of Architecture program. I will say we've been more close since moving to Dallas, since for him, September, me, July, than two years of being here at A&M because of the Lord. And there's the thing. This can be your story. Everyone is called. Everyone is sent. There are no sideline people in the kingdom. There are no audience members but army members. That's it. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Pray and ask God where you're going to go. And if you, if, if, if you listen, I'm telling you, don't try to push back on God. When you hear, oh, Dallas? Because here's the thing. The thing that I dreaded ended up being the dreams. And now we're seeing a young adult ministry grow. I'm leading a small group. Our team are leading small groups. And it's incredible. So I encourage you, pray and ask God where you're going to go.